Inspiration Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. Hi, family. Welcome back to week 10. Welcome, Liliana. How are you? Hi, Dan. Great. How are you? I am I Nice am well. to be back. It is <laughs> nice to be back. Today, we're unpacking practical ideas again, titled Worshipping the Lord. So let me ask you something. Have you ever been at a large type of housewarming party? And if you have, what was it like in... What was the focus of the feast? Yeah, I think that everyone who finished building the house <laughs> <laughs> is so happy about yes. that, that uh, uh, the work has been done and mm-hmm. uh, they can settle in and move and make that house their home. And mm. uh, and then everybody who comes and joins them, they rejoice with them yes. because... Uh, it was. It's. It's usually very big job. Yes. You know, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Easy part. So yeah, everybody is happy, and uh, even though they are in their own lives, they might go through some hard times. Yeah. They are still happy there for the for the people who are celebrating. So we rejoice with them. Yeah, I recall being in various gatherings and. And, and you're right. It's 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 a massive milestone. It's um, it's it's a celebration of a potential new start as well. Yes, a new life, a, a new place, a something that we can call home. Something where we can have our friends, our family, everybody to come and rejoice in in what God has given. Yeah, and so. When I think about the stage we are at in the story of Ezra and Nehemiah, I think about uh, home housewarming party. Yeah. But this case will be like a temple's big city warming party. They have rebuilt the temple. They had rebuilt the, the, the wall. Things are kind of like taking shape more than when they started. And very quickly, too, all things considered in, in some ways, and also considering particularly how many people went. We already talked about there were not that many, but yeah. everybody was chipping in. So I think about this as an act of worship maybe as an act of a celebration like uh, i don't want to sound irreverent by saying the word party but i I think that a feast or celebration will be appropriate either way the question that i have here in my mind is when you hear worship i already mentioned the word celebration but maybe that's not what comes to mind what does come to your mind straight away as you hear worship like that word association (laughs) worship what comes in it's giving glory to God. Okay. For me, that's worship. It's not usually people would think about service in church or, or music in church or singing together in the choirs and mm-hmm. everything. And all this, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, worship is giving glory to God. Mm-hmm. That's something that we can do all the time, mm. anytime, mm. any moment in our life. Absolutely. I see that as our... Um, main purpose for living, giving mm. glory to God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we read of this in Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 43, and, and it says that on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them 
great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. What do you think about that idea? I mean, they're celebrating, they're rejoicing, but this it could be heard far away. What yeah, do you think? Uh, first, day, probably it was many, many people there. Then when we read about involvement in the music and, uh, and singing and uh, playing instruments, they had a big number of them as well. And in one occasion, because we have a couple different uh, celebrations in a couple different stages, but mm. in some occasion they had uh, uh, groups coming um, with Nehemiah, the walls, you know, they are coming uh, like two ways mm. uh, all the way along the walls. Mm. So you can hear yeah. them. You know, like a, like a, uh, almost like circuit, making circuit, mm -hmm. and then uh, come together again on the another side. So it was for me like oh, like fire of rejoicing. Mm, rejoice, and, that's and, a good word. Yes, and and um, I would say laughter as well. And these people here, they they had a lot of instruments with them, mm. uh, and they played and they rejoiced, and mm. uh, uh, I can see that like singing from. Uh, whole heart you know i'll be honest with you when i think about this idea of worship and i think about what's happening here it, it is what is happening it's worship but i never thought of this as an act of like a celebration being worship but we're celebrating god it's all to yes. god's glory Amen. i love what you say that it was rejoicing people were not gloomy and doomy no. people were happy and joy filled and and i think when i think about that in the practical aspect of christianity for you and i i think about the fact that we should be like that I mean, when people go and see Liliana and Daniel on the streets, do they see the life that we have? Do, we, do they see that we have accepted God? Do they see that we are living with this greater hope, the blessed hope of the return of Jesus Christ? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too, right? And I think about this idea of that, you know, celebration. Now, there is something that catches my attention. You mentioned about the the parade going from one side and then on the other and then joining again together as they entering into closer to the temple and all that stuff. Uh, it, it, the lesson points back to an aspect in the book of First Chronicles. It's in First Chronicles chapter 25, verses 6 and 8. And in that text, it tells us how people used to gather together to celebrate events like this. Yeah. So this is not like a new thing. Yeah. But this is what catches my attention. There were heaps of people. But the book of Chronicles, and even in the book of, of Ezra and Nehemiah, when we think about how things were happening, we gathered that the musicians and the people, you, you mentioned in previous episodes about the Levites, how they were not just, they, they were involved in the music and the worship and the yeah. instrument playing. Yeah. They were people well trained. Yeah. And they were ready to acknowledge God with the best that they have. I mean, think about it. God's promises are real. And God said, hey, you know, uh, the world will be rebuilt. And, and here they are against all odds, against the most powerful earthly kingdom on earth, supporting them in the promised land they had with this work finished. And what an amazing God we serve. And they acknowledged that. But it was well organized. Yeah. And, and I think when I think about that, it catches my attention, this aspect of music and worship. And I know that worship is more than just that. But that celebration in how we do church sometimes. And I don't want to enter into music styles because this is not about that. But I'll just drop the idea that me music, it sounds to me, was jubilant and was a happy way of rejoicing for what God has done. And yet it was sacred and organized. It wasn't like, oh, you know, you want to go to the right, you want to go to the left. I just want to go through the middle. 
everybody follow a structure. That's the way yeah. it was. And so we read here in Nehemiah chapter 12 that they had those bands and those choirs walking on those streets like a procession yeah. Yeah. in the city. And so everything that is written in the world is for a purpose. And as I think of this organization, what do you think it gives us? What, why do you think it was so important for Nehemiah to record how they organized themselves? Um, I believe that he, he remembered or find in the, in the word about King David. Remember King, King David yes. and how much attention he paid to music? Absolutely. And, absolutely. and he himself would go on the streets mm. uh, with the musicians and with the singing and, and rejoicing in the Lord. So they had that structure right. um, happening um, before them. Mm -hmm. so, so Nehemiah knew, knew about that. And uh, I guess he just reorganized. Mm -hmm. And I believe that um, in everything we do, we need that sort of organization. Mm -hmm. uh, because okay. if we are not organized, we are just in the chaos. Right. Everything has to be structured. And we can see here how... How he structured them, you know, mm -hmm. and these are responsible for the music, for singing. These are responsible for these string instruments. These are for the harps. They were really organized very well. It's very similar to me, like growing without boundaries. What mm -hmm. we see in today's society, when you let kids do whatever they want, the society where they are allowed to do everything they want, mm -hmm. uh, raising them without boundaries. Maybe I am wrong, but I see that as them as adults, when they, they are without, uh, raised without boundaries, then when they are grown up, they think that world will, will, will do everything they want, right. you know? And it's, it's not that way in the world. So there is a sense of entitlement, perhaps. That's right. It's, it's just not the right way. So they are ro uh, raised up without any organization, any structure. Letting mm -hmm. them, yes, so far you can go. Mm -hmm. You can't do this or you can't do that or just allow them what is the best for kids, you know. This is just a small example. Uh, talking mm -hmm. about uh, a structure and organization, it's mm -hmm. needed in everything. Mm -hmm. And it is important to be, to be organized. And sure. that gives beauty. When I know what I'm going to do, it gives me some sort of uh, security and safety as well. Mm -hmm. Because I know that uh, if I am appointed to, to sing, they will not put me to play harp because sure. I don't know how to play harp, you know? <laughs> Help us a lot uh, bringing the beauty of, of that celebration. The beauty of the celebration. That, that's an interesting word to throw in here. It does. It creates a sense of awe, a sense of uh, sacredness. It creates yes. a sense of belonging and as well as certainty, you know, that, that yeah. safety, that certainty of we know what's, what's going on. Um, and, and again, this catches my attention because in our churches, at least in Seventh-day Adventism, that's one of the things that we have over many years at the fundamental level embraced, that church organization. When we see the history of our church, our church didn't want to start a new church. It was just Christians from various denominations discovering these new truths. And they said, we don't want a new church. I mean, we're going to fall back like every other church. But they realize we need to organize if we want to reach out to the world, if we want to, if we want people to hear a rejoicing beyond the, the city walls. Yes. Right? We need to organize ourselves. That's right. And we need to have a procedure. And yet when we go to again into the local level, the same thing happens. And I think about this aspect of singing, 
because it's such a fundamental part of our services. That's right. Right? And and in fact, the Spirit of Prophecy says that we should seek to train our abilities in how we worship God in singing. And she says that everybody who declares to be worshiping God should seek to improve the way they do it. And, you know, I, I'm not a great singer. And I'm, every time I think about that, I'm like, you know, maybe I should not just settle for I'm not a great singer, but say, like, maybe I'm not as talented as such and such. That's not my gift. But that doesn't preclude me. That doesn't stop me from trying to be the best I can with That's what right. I have. That's right. Or stop you singing. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I find out that singing is the best way to relax. And if I'm not listening a Bible, I have music on all the time. Okay. Because I find out, even though I'm doing something, I still can give glory to God mm. through the music. It would come to me sometime when I can't do anything. I'm really so physically, I, I can't do much. I would, I would pray and say, Lord, okay, what want you, What is that you want me to do now? Because I'm just helpless. I just can't do absolutely anything. And uh, God would come just sing praises to me. Yeah. And I would sit, sit, and and I and like sitting that. on the hammock and uh, and sing praises. I'm not a good singer either, as, as as you mentioned for you. But that doesn't matter. I think God doesn't uh, listen actually what we our mm. voices, but our hearts. Right. Where okay. our heart is. Okay. And uh, and you know what? After singing and singing, if I don't remember much, I would just sing a choir all the time, again mm-hmm. and again. Mm-hmm. And I would physically get better. And and someone said, and it's it's true that music can make you laugh, and music can make you cry as well. Mm. Depends on which type of the music you choose. And but the Christian music actually give glory to God. And bring you closer to God. As I was thinking and reflecting on this topic and this specific aspect, um, I remembered some things that I would like to share with you that we find in the Spirit of Prophecy related to this. You're telling me something very practical in your personal experience, which is music, worship, singing, celebrating um, God sacredly in this form of worship is good for us. Amen. As we worship Him, our spiritual lives get enhanced. Uh, we get some kind of healing. In the book, The Voice in a Speech and Song, we are encouraged to think about this and the, and the impact that this can have. Yes. In page 407, it says, It is one of the most effective means of impressing the heart with the spiritual truth. It's talking about singing, yes. about music. Yep. How often the soul, hard-pressed and ready to despair, recalls some words of God, and temptations lose their power. Life takes on new meaning and new purpose, and courage and gladness are imparted to other souls. The value of song as means of education should never be lost sight of. Let there be singing in the home of songs that are sweet and pure, and there will be fewer words of censure and more cheerfulness and hope and joy. Let there be singing in the school and the pupils will be drawn closer to God, to their teachers and to one another. As part of a religious service, singing is as much an act of worship as it is prayer. Amen. Indeed, many a song is prayer. If the child is taught to realize this, he will think more of the meaning of the words he sings, and he will be more susceptible to the power. Amen. That's so true. 
Mm. If I can tell you something, yes, um, I love singing. I I really love. And my poor younger son, when we go to school, you know, I would I would sing, and um, he would say, "Mom," <laughs> but he said. How can you sing that song? You sang that song one thousand times, and I said, "Son, I know. Every time is like new time for me because every time I live that song, you know." Okay. So, so no, I truly and he, oh, he would ask me, "How can you just wake up and start singing?" I don't get it. Like mm. for him, morning is the worst part of the day, mm. and uh, you know it takes time to wake up, but. I just love it when when you wake up with a joyful heart. I feel the best when I sing. Mm. I wouldn't sing publicly much, but um, I just love it. And but I know one day when we get to heaven, mm. we will have the best voices mm. ever, and mm. we will never stop singing. Oh, isn't that amazing? Well, Eliana, that's that's it for us today. Do you have any final remarks about this aspect of worship celebration and rejoicing for what God has done for us? Yeah, I think when we talked a lot about singing, it's mm -hmm. a, a recommendation which I experienced many times and said when we are in great distress, mm. let's sing praises to the Lord and our heavy burdens will be lifted up. Oh, amen. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for that thought. For God's glory, thank you. So, this is it, family. I chose to love God and praise Him. Until we meet again, I invite you to do the same. Keep on praising God for what He has done for you. I'm Dr. Dance, and you listen to the Adventist Reflections podcast, your podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.